0: Hey, are you there? Are you listening? Come here, I got a secret to share with you. It's a private group on Facebook called DWH. (laughs) Hey, you guys, it's your girl, Yahira Jones. Yes, I've created a private Facebook group called DWH, which stands for Dating With Herpes. So how do you get to this group? Well, you have to go to facebook.com. Forward slash yahira dot jones dot one. Again, that is facebook.com forward slash Y A H I R A dot J O N E S dot the number one. That's the first step. Once you're there, I need you to send me an inbox message stating that you would like to join the dating with herpes private group once you've sent me that message i will send you an invitation so that you can join the link now this is a brand new page so there's not a lot of content on the Yahira jones profile page but i do have content on the group page so again go to my facebook page yahira.jones.one Send me an inbox message saying that you would like to join the group and then I will send you an invitation. That's the only way to join at this time, but I want this to be a place where all of my listeners can come, share their stories with other listeners and just be a community with each other. There are other, of course, herpes sites out there on Facebook, but this one I've created especially for you. So join me there. See you soon. Hi, you guys. I'm your host, Shahira Jones, and welcome to another episode of Dating with Herpes. It is always my hope and prayer that you find this episode inspirational and informative. Well, I mean, I don't have to tell you guys that it's getting crazy out here. I think everyone is concerned about the coronavirus and COVID 19. Um, I'm scared. Um, I'm not gonna, I'm not even gonna lie to you i'm a little I'm a little worried and I think it's more so because I have an autoimmune disease so I'm taking extra extra precaution. I'm only going outside when I absolutely need to. Um, my job has been on lockdown for already two weeks. My city now is on lockdown. We started lockdown um, on Tuesday so we are only allowed to go to like the grocery stores, um fast food restaurants, um drive-through, um to the doctors and things like that. Um but yeah, we're going to be on lockdown for the next 3 weeks. Um so yeah, it's it's crucial out here, but you know what? I'm hopeful that this will blow over and I'm prayerful that not many more people will get sick. Hopefully with this lockdown, this will slow down, flatten the curve, like they've been saying. Um, and, you know, help us get well, help everyone get well. Anyway, um, on the last episode of Dating with Herpes, I talked a little bit about um, the um, statues of whether or not a person should be forced to be tested if they had given, um, allegedly (laughs) given the virus to their partner, um, I kind of discussed some of the state laws, um, that I found in my state, um, and recommended that you check out the cdc.gov, um, to see what your state, um, laws were. How many of you guys actually did that? How many of you actually went to see if there were any laws um, for forced testing or mandatory testing um, to the alleged partner. Um, and what did you find out? Were there any states that actually, without there being a case of um, rape or sex with a minor, that um, your state supported um, having someone tested if they're thought to giving the virus to anyone? Um, let me know. Hit me up at Yahira Jones Hope. At gmail.com. That is Y A H I R A J O N E S H O P E at gmail.com. Just let me know what you found out and what state you reside in that has those laws that supported the victim. Um, on this episode, I actually wanted to do a little research um, with COVID 19, and I'm not doing the research on COVID 19, but with COVID 19 and it being a virus. It had me thinking about where do all of these viruses come from? You know what I'm saying? Like, where do they come from? I know that they said that the COVID-19 virus came from um, this little am- animal that looked like an armadillo. I'm-, I'm not exactly sure what that animal is off the top of my head, but to me, it reminds me of an armadillo, um, but it, the animal is found in China. So it got me to wondering where did the herpes virus, where did it originate from? And how did humans come in contacted contact with it? Um, since it is considered an STD, where did it come from? Um, so let's get started. So the first thing I wanted to do was research what a virus really is. So a virus is an effective agent that typically consists of nucleic nu- Nulic acid uh, molecules in a protein coat. It is too small to be seen by light micro, microcopy, <laughs> microscopy, you know, guys, you know, I can read. It's just so words are hard to pronounce for me. Okay. Microscopy and is able to multiply only within the living cell of a host. Um, some viruses may have evolved from bits of DNA or RNA that escaped from the gene of a larger organism. The escaped DNA can come from um, plasmids, um, which are pieces of naked DNA that can move between cells, or transposons, which are molecules of DNA that replicate and move around to different positions within the gene of the cell. I'm not a scientist, but (laughs) what that sounds to me, a virus is just something that replicates itself as long as it's in a living host. Um, so yeah, um, I went on to research, um, and found an article, um, by Ed Rebicki, Rebicki, Um, who is a virologist at the University of Cape Town, South Africa. And I found this article on scientificamerican.com. He's in Cape Town, but it was on scientificamerican.com. And in the article, it said, scientists have been able to piece together some viral histories based on the fact that genes and many viruses that the genes of many viruses, excuse me, such as those that cause herpes and mono seem to have shared some properties with cells own genes, with the cells own genes. Um, this could suggest that they started as big bits of cellular DNA, then became independent. So they started as cellular DNA, then became independent, or that these viruses came along very early in evolution and some of their DNA stuck around in cell um, genomes. The fact that some viruses um, that infect humans share structural features with viruses that infect bacteria could mean that all of these virus have a common origin, dating back several billion years. This highlights another problem with tracing the virus origins. Most modern viruses seem to be a patchwork of bits that come from different sources, sort of a mix and match approach to building an organism. These simple viruses are akin to elements found in normal cells that have the ability to copy and insert themselves throughout the genome. There are a number of viruses that have similar ways of copying themselves, A process of reverses from the normal flow of information in the cell which is where the term retro comes from I'm losing myself but I'm just reading this part of the article and their central machinery for replication may be a bridge from the original life form on the planet to what we know as life today in fact We carry among our genes many fossilized retroviruses left over from the infection of distant ancestors, which can help us trace our evolution as a species. So basically, what this scientist is saying is that viruses like herpes and mono, excuse me, herpes and mono, um, they go way, 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 way back. Billions of years to um as far back as to the evolution of time and the human being so we're talking about like cavemen for lack of better terms it goes back that far so what this scientist is suggesting is that this virus has transitioned and replicated for over billions and billions of years my question is and i have a little bit more to read about um with um, the, maybe I hold my I'll hold my question until I finish reading um, more research. Um, so, in a second article that I found, um, which was on health.ucse.edu, the article's name was "Herpes Infected Humans Before They Were Humans," and this was done by the University. Um, um, San Diego Health department I'm, I'm guessing that's what that you see I'm not exactly sure what you see means but um, it's, it's the San Diego health and basically what this article the excerpt that I, I'm going to read from the article it says the researchers compared the hSv1 and the HSv2 gene sequences to a family to the family tree of simplex viruses from eight monkey in eight and eight host species. Um, So ape, ape, I'm getting tongue-tied. So they traced it back basically to monkeys and apes is what this is saying. Using advanced molecules or using advanced models of molecule evolution, the scientists were able to more accurately estimate ancient viral um, divergence times. These approached this approach, why is this so hard for me to read today? Lord have mercy. This approach allowed them to determine when HSV-1 and HSV-2 were introduced into the humans, into humans with far more precision than standard models that do not account for the natural selection over a course of viral evolution. That kind of um stood out to me for a natural selection over the course of viral evolution. And I'll come back to that in a minute. It became clear that HSV-1 has been presented in humans far longer than HSV-2, prompting the researchers to further investigate the origins of HSV-2 in humans. The viral family tree showed that HSV-2 was far more genetically similar to the herpes virus found in chimpanzees. This level of divergence indicated that humans must have acquired HSV-2 from an ancestor of modern chimpanzees about 1.6 million years ago, prior to the rise of modern humans roughly 200,000 years ago. So basically, what this article from UC San Diego Health says as well as the other article um, that Ed Rabicki said is that we basically got these um, this virus from humans. I mean, from um, monkeys and apes and chimpanzees. Um, <laughs> so how do we get it? How do we get it? Were we having sex with monkeys, apes, and chimpanzees, or was or is it true evolution that they that the monkeys, apes, and chimpanzees um, evolutionized. I don't know if that's the right word. Um, and then they just carried the virus, um, as they evolved. Um, that's the right word (laughs) evolved. Um, I don't know. So I went on to, um, so I did do a little bit more digging and I found an article that says Meet the home, hominin species that gave us genital herpes. And this was done by ScienceDaily.com and it's um, University of Cambridge. Now, I'm not going to read this one verbatim because it is very, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's very technical and you already see I'm having a problem with with reading today <laughs> but basically what this article says and you can actually go and find this article and read it yourself um it the um, summary says new research uses innovative data modeling to predict which species acted as an inter um between our ancestors and those of chimpanzees that carry the hsv2 the genital herpes virus across species barrier Now, basically what this article suggests is that we contracted it through eating monkeys. The human race contracted it through eating monkeys. And then in one paragraph, it says, of course, it was in the mouth. And that was until HSV-2 adapted to a different um, mucosal niche. And the niche was located in the genitals. But my question is, my question is and, and is connecting the three questions that i had and i said I'm, i'll talk about this later is how did it jump from it being to in the mouth it being hsv1 to it being hsv2 if all we did was eat the monkeys you know what i'm saying so i i feel like if it's a std then they had to have been having sex with these monkeys, but they're just not saying it. How could it jump from the mouth to the genital? or maybe because they was giving each other head? I don't know but but it's but we but we all know that hSV1 and hsV two are different, so I don't know. I'm still confused. I still don't know exactly how we contracted it um. Now, another part of this same um, ScienceDaily.com it says, for these viruses to jump species berries, they need a lucky genetic mutation combined with significant fluid exchange. In the case of early hominins, I I guess that was what we were before we became humans, this means through consumption or intercourse, or possibly both. So, that kind of confirms to me that there's been some type of intercourse but was it with the monkey or was it that when we ate infected monkey meat we gave oral stimulation or intercourse to each other in the genital area and that's how it transmitted from the mouth to the genital and then once it got on our genitals it mutated i don't know but that's my theory is that we ate infected monkey meat. Then we had sex with each other orally. That's that's my int- interpretation. So all in all, maybe we just need to stop eating foreign or um what is it exotic meats cuz that's what they do not to and I'm not being racist. I'm just I'm just stating what I've seen. Um like if you look on YouTube, you'll see it for yourself. But outside of the US and I'm not gonna I, I just I'm not being racist just just know this I'm not being racist even though it may sound like it but if you were to YouTube um, Chinese marketplaces you will see all of the exotic animals that they eat I mean from not even exotic um, but they eat dog they eat cat and I'm not being racist this is just facts. They eat dogs, they eat cats, they eat rats, they eat bats, they eat um, um, snakes, they eat um, just all kinds of stuff. And maybe the animal that the coronavirus came from, maybe it was consumed, and then that's what helped to pass this virus along. I don't know. I'm not a scientist, but... I mean, saying that this is how we contracted the virus, the HSV-2 virus, or herpes, um, I mean, it's not too far-fetched, all right? But that's all I'm going to do about this. I just want to kind of look in and investigate where did this virus come from. I was always curious, and I was actually surprised that I kind of felt it had to come from an animal. Um, I don't know why I figured that, but I mean, there was rumors that, you know, that the AIDS virus came from an animal. So I kind of felt that it must've come from an animal. Um, and yeah, now we know it, it came from monkeys, chimps, apes, and, and all of that. But anyway, um, that's all I have guys today. This is a very short episode. I know I said that all the time and it ends up being long, but this is a very short episode. I will, I know I was late this time posting, um, but it's because of so much going on. And um, yeah, and I finally had, now that we're quarantined, um, for real, for real, because I was quarantined from work, but I was still going out. But now that we're in shutdown mode, I have nothing but time. So I will get another episode to you guys um, on time in two weeks, and hopefully it'll be a little bit better than this one. I know you guys are probably, um, bored with informative material. Um, I'm gonna try to get back to, um, posting encouraging, um, material. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm gonna definitely get back to that to be more inspiration. I know there's a lot of people out there who are still struggling um, who need encouragement even now, um, need encouragement more than ever. Um, so I am going to get back to, to the encouraging side of dating with herpes. Um, and I just pray that you guys are being safe and that you're, that we'll get, we'll get past this. We, we will get past this. I know it seems dire right now, but this too shall pass. Okay. Um, so that's going to do it, you guys. Um, if you want to hit me up, you can email me at yahirajoneshope@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Um, you can hit the message button at the bottom of this screen if you're listening through Anchor or if you're listening through um, any other streaming platform like um, iTunes, um, Spotify, you can um, actually hit the show link um, and leave me a message that way. Until next time, be safe and God bless.